Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Well, hello there and welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. And thank you very much for tuning in here to the show. We understand that there are more important things than the game of golf going on in our lives right now. We find ourselves in these uncertain times and navigating unfamiliar waters and wondering and worrying. And I know one of the things for me anyway is the search for some normalcy, a search for a release, uh, something to, to distract from the more serious nature of the things that we're dealing with right now. And so uh, we hope that uh, with Real Golf Radio and what we're doing on the show today that we can provide a little bit of that for you. And we also understand that just because we, in many cases, are unable to get out and play this game that we love and that there are no tournament golf uh, there's no tournament golf being played. That doesn't mean that we don't still yearn for it. We don't still love it. And so we want to tap into that love that we have for the game and be able to offer that distraction and some relief a bit from worrying about the things that we have to more focus on on a regular basis. And so we decided, look, one of the things that you don't get to do with the social distancing is the social aspect of the game. Sit around the clubhouse, visit, chat, tell stories, share experiences from the game, and we want to do that today. So we've got a great lineup for you. Karen Stupples is a good friend of ours. She's been coming on the program for years. She won the 2004 Women's British Open. She had a fantastic year that year. We bring her into the clubhouse here, our own little clubhouse, and we're going to have a sit-down conversation with Karen, and she's going to share some really sincere moments from her playing career. Tony Finau, uh, had a chance to visit with him this week and find out what Tony's doing to pass the time. We'll visit with him. And then on the back nine, something unusual happened, Bob. Well, <laughs> maybe it's not so unusual, but in these times we took this unusual, what is sometimes a normal opportunity and made it unusual by putting it into the program. It's the whole back nine with the caddy. Yeah. The whole back nine with the caddy stories with the caddy tales from, from his clubhouse. time on the tour. Yeah, and um, Caddy's awesome. We've had him on the show since the get-go. And, you know, the thing is, you get him started, you get him going, and he just goes and goes and goes. So hopefully that's the way it'll be. Yeah, well, look, it's always fun to have the Caddy on, and hopefully you'll enjoy that. And it definitely is a way to pass some time. So while it might sound a little un- 
uh, professional in some ways. Uh, it, it is just kind of Bob and me and the caddy late at night last night, just shooting the breeze and telling some stories, and they were actually some pretty good ones. So I yeah. hope you'll look forward to that. But first, we're going to welcome in Karen Stuppel. She joins us after this short break, and then it's Tony Fino, and then the back nine with the caddy. Brian and Bob with you, wishing you all the best, and thanks for tuning in here on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf what kind of golf ball are you playing the one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better because chrome soft is the only ball with a graphene infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft it's why tour guys like phil mickelson xander shoffley and francesco molinari keep winning with it and now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. And again, uh, wishing you and yours all the best during this time. And 
Uh, this Welcome to our virtual clubhouse. That, that's about all we could do here on Real Golf Radio is share some stories, have some fun. And, you know, we've been fortunate to, over the last 20-plus years that we've been doing the show, to meet some fantastic people. And one of those, as we mentioned, is joining us right now, and she's become a good friend of the show. And we always enjoy her commentary on Golf Channel. And, of course, her resume is outstanding. She won the 2004 Women's Open Championship at Sunningdale. Karen Stupple is kind enough to join us now. Hey, Karen, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you, and uh, enjoying being at home in Florida. Yeah, that's not a bad place to be. And uh, I guess, first of all, everything good with you and your family? Everything okay during this uh, virus scenario? It's so far so good. Everybody's been been pretty cautious. We're we're a pretty careful careful lot around here. So we've been uh, we've been playing it very careful and uh, keeping ourselves to ourselves and and doing really what what the, the guidelines say, which is keeping our distance and. Uh, being prepared when we're at home for for Netflix binges. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's watching Netflix and watching TV and having family time. Exactly. I've actually got out to do a little bit of uh, work with my son on his baseball, which has been really amazing for, for me because normally this time of year when he's starting his baseball, I'm off working golf tournaments. So this has been a, a really nice bit of time for me to have with him. And he's laughing at how poorly I throw a baseball. But, you know, that's how it goes, I suppose. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you chuckle at all when you watched uh, Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas swing left-handed and shoot <laughs> shooting the uh, hundreds and high 90s? <laughs> I, well, my my instinct was to laugh, but then I realized how bad I would look if I tried to play left-handed. So then I kind of stifled it a bit, and then I kind of went into that admiration mode. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I That was great, though, that they're doing some of that stuff. They're able to get out and do some of that yeah. stuff and share it with us. It's a comic yeah. relief, right? So, you know, one of the things that I find is so fascinating is the windows in golf. And uh, certain players, the window opens, and they are just in the zone. They can't be beat, and they are, they are, they, their game is on top of the world. And it, it's amazing to see the longevity of some of the windows and the, and the brief time that some of the windows are open for players. Mm-hmm. But 2004 for you – Two tournaments won, both by five strokes, including a major championship there in, in your you know home territory there at Sunningdale. Um, talk a little bit about that year, what that was like for you. It was it was a really obviously you know it gives, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just just going back in time and and and, <laughs> and putting it in my mind as to, to remember. But it was a year that was brewing from 2003. I, I started to play really well towards the end of 2003 and really started to get my game in a, in, in a good place. I started working with a psychologist and my head was really just, I was just starting to come to terms with, with everything that, that my golf was about. My swing was in good order. My, my head was in good shape. I was working with the same trainer that Annika was working with physically. So I'd gained some yardage back in 2002. So everything was starting to sort of take shape and and come and, and, and round off nicely at the end of 2003. So when I turned into 2004, I decided to go and play some events on the Ladies European Tour. So I went down to Australia. I played in the, the Australian Ladies Masters. And I played with Annika in the final round. I played really well and, and played with Annika in the final round. And I, lo- I had my final uh, learning lesson right there playing with Annika Sorenstam about how... And, and, Playing that final round, I saw what I needed to do to win, and it was like a it was like one of those aha moments. I played golf, and Annika got off to the fastest start ever imagined. I mean, she started crazy, like like birdie, par, eagle, something silly. Like she was under par early, like fast start. And I thought, oh, I've got to, I've got to push. I've got to keep I've got to keep pace. I've got to try and win this. I've got to try and keep up with Annika. 
But of course, in the process of trying to keep up and trying to make things happen, I actually played poorly. And as it turned out, at the end of the round, I started to play better towards the end. Annika slowed down. We were a lot closer uh, than I thought we were going to be. And I, and I kicked myself because I thought if I hadn't have pushed early, if I had just kept playing my game, regardless of what Annika was doing, I still could have won that tournament. And so, so that was my learning lesson. It's like you can't affect what anybody else does. You can only play the best game that you can play. So regardless of what's happening around you, you stick to your guns and you play your game. Mm. So with that, with that in mind, I went over to, to Sydney. I was supposed to play in the Australian Women's Open. And I get there and, and I go to register and they said, oh, they said uh, we didn't receive your application form. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize and nobody told me that I had to fill out an application form for it. I thought because I'd received a sponsor's invite that I would, that it would just automatically go in. I would go and register and it would be done. So unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to play in the event. But I took a couple of days looking around Sydney and enjoyed the heck out of that. Flew to Tucson, Arizona early and uh, started working on my game there at Tucson. And uh, that was where the Welch's Fries was being played at, uh, at Randolph Court Golf Course there in Tucson. Randolph and Park, yeah. Golf and I had, yeah, and, and Desert Golf and I had never really seen eye to eye, but I was playing so well. I was still playing well for, from from what had happened in Australia and that near, that near win. And I played really well and I got myself into uh, the, the final group on Sunday there. And I started with a bogey on the final round and I thought, this is okay. You know, you meant there have been lots of good rounds started with a bogey. And, and I took that lesson that I learned from Australia into it. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens now. I just be the best player that I can be. And there was a couple of cool things that happened during the course of the back nine. I made an eagle. I, I think it was like on the twelfth hole, and I started to, to pull away. And 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 I played some really good shots coming down the stretch. And and I stood on the eighteenth hole, and and I hit my tee shot into a bunker. I had to pitch out sideways because I was right out of the lip, and then I hit it on the green. And I had about an eight. I had about an eight eight foot of foot for par. And I know I'd won the tournament by this point because I had I was, I had a five shot lead and and I, I knew I'd won and I was crying because I knew I'd fi- I finally was able to let myself you know I'm not gonna you know hit, have a million putts from eight feet I've I've won and I finally realised the dream and I was, my eyes I was I couldn't see the ball I couldn't see the hole I was just behind my glasses I was crying because I've just I've finally done it and I was thinking about my parents and everybody that has sacrificed for me to be in that spot at that time to, to be a winner on tour and it was something that I didn't know or even you know I didn't know was ever going to happen and I and there it was it was happening right right there and uh, I went ahead and I made the putt and uh, I ended up with the you know, having the, the raw score uh, record for the LPGA by making that putt, I had no idea. Even though I couldn't see the hole, couldn't see the ball, um, my sunglasses <laughs> were full of full of tears. But it was just the most most remarkable thing ever. I mean, it was. I mean, winning for the first time is is. I mean, I can't even describe properly what what it really truly means because. So many people sacrificed so much and have given and have gave so much for me to be in that spot at that time doing what I was doing. Um, and, and really, it, it pales into insignificance, you know, the work that I put in for it. And, and, I, and it really didn't, I didn't care for me. I mean, I didn't care about the win for me. It was, I cared because it, it was going to mean more to everybody around me. 
So that that was so that was that, and then then of course you, you're playing well. Like you think that you can win everything after that. Okay, hold on, Karen. Nothing- hold on, Karen. I got. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I, 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 I'm, I got tears Brian's in my eyes. Wiping his eyes. I'm wiping my eyes here. I mean, this is this is great stuff. I mean, you're sharing some really real stuff. I mean, that's what this is all about. This is what yeah. golf can do. I mean, you you can feel you can feel the emotion with you right now. I think yeah. that's awesome. And uh, I, I mean, what did your parents say? I mean, what was the feedback? I'm sure you had quite the hug with them too. Well, it, it, they were obviously in the UK, so they, they weren't, they weren't there for it. They weren't there for it, but they, they were able to, I think they were able to watch it on TV. Um, but it was, it was the fact that I had done it and, and they were, it was like a, a satisfying phone call, you know, telling them that I had, that I had won and that I had done it. And, um, my dad was like, I always knew you would. We always believed that you would. This was always meant for you. And it was it was really cool because they, you know, everything that they'd given up. I mean, my goodness, my, my parents don't have very much. My, you know, growing up, my mum pressed blouses in a factory and my dad directed traffic around the port of Dover. And then, and then he got laid off when the Channel Tunnel was built, and, and he ended up driving a minibus for mentally handicapped people. So he, so he, you know, we come from really hardworking people. We don't have an awful lot in our lives, and and uh, they sacrificed so much for me to even just play golf and to get to golf tournaments. And you know, I remember one time. Um, you know, wondering why we, we'd been eating sausage and mash for a long time. I mean, my dad <laughs> grew his own vegetables. And it was because they were trying to save money for, for me to go and do something. And he said, you know, they probably remortgaged the house numerous times and took out, you know, max credit cards out just to get me places to play golf and, you know, little things like that. And, and then finally I'd, I'd made a money. I was making money. And, the, the, you know, one of the first things that I wanted to do was to, was to do stuff for them. And so, you know, I ended up redoing the bathroom and buying them a car and doing different things for them over the course of 2004, you know, obviously with the win at the Women's British Open was a bit of a help in that department too. But it was, you know, I made sure that my family had had things that they they would never have had. And I always think that everything happens for a reason, you know, and I have, you know, my family have never really properly... Um, paid off their homes or own their own their own stuff. We really hardworking people, and now finally we were able to do that. We were we had our own stuff and we had our own things, and it was pretty pretty special to be able to to help out in that way and give back to my family. Wow, that is so awesome, Karen. Can you hang on just one second? We got to take a quick break. Love to sure. continue talking with you, Karen Stupples joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll be back. Show continues next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Maverick Driver and Fairway Woods. Now's a good time to check out CallawayGolf.com and uh, the driver selectors right there for you. They got three options. And uh, let me tell you, I have absolutely enjoyed getting out in the, I've only played three rounds with it. But mind you, um, as I mentioned, Bob earlier, 300 plus yards into a cold wind. Come on. I'm 46 years old. I'm not supposed to be able to do that, right? Well, Maverick provides it. Check it out. You might uh, like it yourself at CallawayGolf.com. Karen Stupple's continuing with us. She's the 2004 Women's British Open champion. And uh, Karen, I, I appreciate you hanging over through the break and, and visiting with us. You mentioned the British Open winning that, that championship. You also won that one by five shots. But tell us, yeah. tell us about that experience with them winning the major championship. Yeah. And also, you know, you talked about starting fast in a final round and you did about the best that anybody's ever done. <laughs> this is this is very true. Um, I had played the week before the Women's British Open at Evian and finished fourth. Again, I had an opportunity to win, didn't quite pull it off. But I, w- I went to the Women's British Open at Sunningdale. And Sunningdale is a course that is, is not a links course, but it has some links qualities to it that the bunkers are, are particularly penalizing. So if you get in the fairway bunker, the chances of you making par are pretty slim. So I went in there with a with a different approach that I was going to play really conservatively off the tee, knowing that there were some par fives that I would be able to get to into 
and make my score on those holes and just see where it puts me. But as long as I tried to limit the amount of bogeys that I was making, I could I could maintain a good pace of of offense around the golf course. So I, I played I played pretty well through, through the first three rounds, um, and it, you know, I, I wasn't in the final group teeing off on Sunday. I was in the second to last group. I was playing with with Christy Kerr, and uh, the lead group was Rachel Hetherington and Heather Heather Bowie, Heather Bowie Young. And so I knew that with it, Sunnydale starts par five, par five. So I knew that I needed to get off to a good start. And if I wanted to make ground on the leaders, I would typically have to make at least one eagle in those first two holes, just to just to try and make up ground so I could catch them with a chance to to potentially run them down as as the round went on. So the, the first hole, I wasn't feeling particularly nervous. I, I felt pretty calm. I'd had a good warm up. I didn't feel like I was, you know, off off the charts, amped up or anything. But I absolutely ripped on a drive down the first hole. Had a five iron into the green. And made about a fifteen foot, fifteen to to eighteen foot eagle putt. So I'm like, okay, good. that's my eagle. That's the start I wanted. That's exactly what I needed to get off to let the players at the top know that I'm here and I mean business. Because I knew that that's what Annika had done to me back in Australia. I knew that if I could put that fast start on them, that, that I would have a chance to to intimidate them to try and make make a move that they don't want, want to make. So eagle at the first. I'm like, great, this is phenomenal. This is just what I needed. So then the second hole, I hit a, a pretty decent drive again at the second hole. And the, the, the second shot at the second is, is kind of a blind, blind, blind shot downhill um, to, to a green and a hole that you can't see. You can just about see the top of the flag, especially if you're only five foot four like me. Like the, the height thing is a bit of an issue. So, uh, so I get, on, get up down to where, where my tee shot ends up and I've got two about 220 yards to go and because it's you know I needed to add it short I, I pulled the five iron again and I hit the five iron and I'm like oh this is uh, it's kind of on a good line it's looking pretty good and then it's, obviously the ball lands and the crowd's clapping because they know it's going to be pretty close and then the clapping gets louder and louder and then they just go crazy they just absolutely erupt I'm like I think I may have hold it <laughs> so I had to ask the walking commentator who Maureen Medill uh who worked for the BBC. I'm like, what happened? She said, it went in, it went in. I was like, and so, that, so, so then I had a little blade laid reaction there that I was jumping up and down and, and, uh, I've made, I've made the, the, the albatross, the double Eagle. And there I was, uh, five under par through two holes. And <laughs> Eagle, double and it, Eagle and start in a major. I mean, come on. Yeah. How crazy is that? I know. And everybody, I mean, everybody around the course, you know, when I spoke to people about it afterwards, they were like, we thought that the scorekeepers had had a, had had a little mad moment because there was no way anybody would start like that. <laughs> but they soon found out that it, that it was real. And that's exactly what, what had happened. And both of them with a five iron. My cat, both with a five iron. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Both with a five iron. The, the five iron was, uh, so let me think, five, it actually accounted for, for six under par of my final round, my five arm, because I used the five arm as my second shot into into 16. And uh, and I made a birdie, I hit it to six foot, and I made a birdie there too. So it was so it accounted for for six, six under of my shots. <laughs> that is incredible. That's, that's, so were you nervous then? I mean, going eagle, double eagle, did you get nervous or at that point? Like, holy cow, no, look what, what I've just done. Heat? 
Well, here's the here's the funny thing. You know, people talk about being in the zone and being in the moment. I don't remember much of that middle part of the round um, at all. I only remember the bits that I really saw on saw on TV. And so, uh, in highlights and and all the rest of it, it was kind of I was in the zone and I was just in that moment of of literally just. Uh, hitting the shot that one at a time and, and not really not really knowing but I kind of felt like the, the, the moment for me you know was the joy and uh, of hitting the ball right out the middle of the club face exactly where you want it to seeing the ball seeing the ball fly exactly as your mind had pictured it and and seeing the result and the res- getting the results that that you're expecting to get it was it was quite surreal playing golf but there was there was pleasure not in the actual numbers that I was putting in the scorecard but the feeling that I was getting as the club was striking the ball that was the biggest thing for me that I take away from the, the, the whole of that that experience but as I went through the course of the round I played through 14 and I was standing on 15 tee and I had a one-shot lead on the 15th tee and the group behind me was was trying to chase me down and it was a par five and Rachel Hetherington hit the green in two and I'm thinking gosh if she if she two putts then we're all tied and then it's game on on these last few holes and for whatever reason the group in front of us was was messing around up ahead and I was having to wait on that tee and I was able to watch what was going on behind and it was really it was at that point that I really started to get nervous because all of a sudden um that the the tournament sponsor was out there on the tee watching that the crowd had got massive and I'm like oh this is real it's it's happening. This is real. And it, it was at that point that that point that I got into my head, I could win the women's British open. I could win the women's British open. It, it like hit me like a, a ton of bricks. I'm like, good grief. It's, it, it really could happen. And then I got nervous. <laughs> then it was then on standing on that 15th tee that I'm like, Oh, my stomach started to churn and my hands were shaking. <laughs> and the, the, the 15th, the 15th was a par three. And it was a long par three and I had a seven wood in my bag and it was always going to be between a seven wood and a four iron. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hit the seven wood. And I was so lucky that it was a seven wood because I was able just to kind of, I, I mean, I didn't hit a great shot. It, I hit it a bit off the bottom, but it got somewhere around the green. And I'm like, okay, whew, thank goodness. Thank goodness I'm around the green. And then I made the putt. It was off the chart making wow. the, making the putt. It lipped in on the low side. You, things like that just don't happen, right? Lifting in on the low side. Well, it happens. So, so I hold out for a double eagle, and then I lip in on the low side. I'm like, well, I, this is just just my time. This is just my time. People can't. You're not going to beat. People can't beat me. So the next hole, the 16th, I hit the five iron up to about a few feet, and then after that, I uh, I've made a, a 40 footer at the next for a birdie and end up winning by five. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're within one shot with three to play, and you win by five. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it not? Wow, wow. That is such cool stuff. Karen, thanks so much for sharing that. I would love to keep going. Unfortunately, we're, we're out of time in the segment. But, man, that was so fun to listen to that and how you, how you recap that. You always come on and do a great job and talk about, you know, the other things going on, the current players. But it's fun to look back on, on your story and, and uh, your experience. And congratulations. What, what tremendous, precious memories. Oh, it was absolutely amazing, and, and you know what made it even better was that my parents were there to actually see that one. Sure, and you uh, bet. It's so awesome, so awesome. You got Thank the you hug. Thank you for then. letting me relive it. You got the hug then, right? 
Exactly. <laughs> I got hugs and tears, and I, I think my dad was crying more than me on that one. <laughs> As a dad, I can see how that would be, uh, absolutely. Uh, so really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you very much for chatting with us. And, uh, again, stay uh, healthy and safe out there. Thanks for all you're doing, and uh, hopefully we'll look forward to talking some um, you know, regular tournament golf here before too long, huh? Perfect. You guys too. Keep safe, everyone. All right. There you go. Karen Stubbles, 2004 Women's British Open champion and uh, golf commentator on Golf Channel. Does a fantastic job and just a good friend. Love talking golf with her. What what a... I mean, that was that was priceless. Hope you enjoyed that. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick Drivers at CallawayGolf.com. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now ChromeSoft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for being with us as we go through a, a strange time in the game, uh, no doubt about it. Um, not 
there's there's no tournament golf being played certainly and even recreationally we're limited in a lot of ways and so you know we do our best to to talk about some of the storylines outside the game and around the game and and uh, really pleased and, and excited to welcome in our next guest um, it's a winner on the PGA Tours member of the most recent Ryder Cup President's Cup teams and a good friend of ours Tony Fino joining us right now hey Tony how are you man hey BT Bob how you guys doing Really good. I mean, considering the circumstances, right? I mean, uh, we're we're healthy here. And uh, how about you and your family? How's everything for you in Arizona? Yeah, we're all good. Family's healthy and and strong. And yeah, it's just quite it's quite a time to be alive. You know, with everything going on with the coronavirus and uh, things that have been shut down. But our family's doing well, and 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 we're just trying to do our part to uh, you know with all this social distancing stuff. Just uh, just trying to do our part. Yeah, so Tony, you uh, you grew up here in the, in in the Utah area, lived in in kind of the Lehigh area, and you you decided to uh, take the family and move them down to to the Phoenix area. Um, thoughts about how how why you did that and how that's going to benefit you, especially with your game and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. So last year, I came back from the PGA Championship, uh, which was played mid May, and at the end of May, you know, the, the Tuesday I got back home, I think it was like May 20th or something like that. You know, there was snow at my house, <laughs> which was, which was quite, quite crazy. But, uh, with my family and the kids ages, you know, I, I've been thinking uh, about having a, a home in a little bit warmer climate, climate for a couple of years, just to make sure I'm sharp and playing. And, and after that incident last year and, and snow being at my house so late in Lehigh, um, I kind of turned to my wife and said, Hey, I think it's time, you know, that's, you know, I guess we get another, you know, maybe try another spot in, in Arizona or California and, and see how we like it for the winter time, just so I can, you know, continue to try and get the reps I need for, uh, to be competitive for, you know, for as long as I can. So that was kind of the whole pro- thought process, you know, it was just, I didn't want to put um, my family, you know, have to sacrifice too much, but you know, our, our, our children are at the ages where uh, they're all out of diapers and, and, and just, you know, I think we were ready to take that move as a family and, 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 and also for, for my game. So that was the main thought process behind all of it. And, and we finally made that move at the beginning of this year. You know, I, uh, we got a place up here in Scottsdale and, and we're really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And, and, you know, I think I've kind of shown early in the season, I was a lot sharper and, and a lot due to just getting more reps in, 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 in the wintertime. Tony Fina, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I know, you know, in following Mike Weir and his career um, throughout, you know, the early 2000s and whatnot, he was on an airplane to Palm Springs frequently, you know, in order. And, and there's, a, yeah. there's a price to be paid there, right? I mean, leaving your family and being gone. So I imagine it's nice to be able to go out and practice and come home and have your family right there. Yeah, no doubt. It had to be a family move. You know, it wasn't one I was going to make on my own. And, um, and without, you know, still the – um, support of my wife, you know, uh, she's, she's the biggest part of and, and my biggest supporter. So to have her on board and, um, and just, you know, this, it was, it was a big move for us. I've never been away from home, Utah. And, and, and so, but I knew, uh, just at this point in my career is something that I wanted to try. And, and so far we're liking it, you know, we're still only a, a few months in and, and obviously this whole coronavirus thing, uh, you know, it's strange not being home in Utah, but, uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing well and we're enjoying it so far. Well, and the other thing it has to help is is being so close to your teacher Boyd Summerhays as well. Yeah, no question. Boyd lives about seven minutes away from me, and and we're both members at the Silverleaf Club, which is up here in, in Scottsdale, and 
and you know get to see that you see each other often and that's that's a great thing for me and my game and he's also just one of my one of my great friends so um you know we both i think really relied on each other um you know throughout different circumstances in our lives and and especially the golf portion so he's been a he's been a great friend Hey, Tony, uh, your thoughts on the year so far? Obviously, you're really close there in Phoenix, and you've had some good finishes. Uh, I know you're still chasing down that, that next W. And by the way, you seem to enjoy that little Sam Harrop tribute song, right? You took that in, in good stride. That was all fun. <laughs> yeah, somebody tagged me on Twitter, and, and I had to check it out, and I, and I, and I laughed. I thought it was good, uh, <laughs> uh, a good little uh, rendition, a uh, good little remix. So I told him, you know, when I have that next win, he needs to come out with another song. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he said, he said he'd do that, but, uh, yeah, I think mean, it's all, you know, it's all fun and all fun and games. You know, I, um, you know, I try my best to, uh, to just enjoy the, the social media part of being an athlete, you know, cause there's, there's, uh, so much good to, to be had and, and to be learned. There's a lot of bad as well, but, um, you know, you take that as an athlete, you take that these days and, and just, and just roll with the punches, you know, there's going to be criticism no matter what. So, um, but as far as, as far as my season, you know, I've got off, I've gotten off to a great start. You know, obviously a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, you know, leaving and, and thinking about waste management and what could have been there. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, I was I was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia that week and playing the Saudi Arabia national. Um, but as we mentioned, uh, as as we just talked to, uh, spoke about, my family was in the process of moving. My kids were uh, just about to start school, and and I just uh, and with you know all the security issues going out throughout the the world at that time I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do so I ended up just staying and, and playing close to home and and making sure I was there for my kids and my family and in our most recent move so it ended up working out you know I, I haven't even made the cut at the waste management I think for the last four years so um, of course I make the weekend and and, and almost win but um, you know I, I think I've I've learned that you know my game is, is in a good place early this season and whenever we get back going again uh, I'm excited to get back out and, and play, but I think I've gone on, gotten off to a nice start and, and put myself in good good position to uh, to win again. So along with the getting back going again, of course, we know with the coronavirus and everything, you know, it looks like now two months of the PGA Tour has has been canceled um, yeah. through the Byron Nelson. Uh, what What were your thoughts when this all started at the Players' Championship a week ago and uh, after playing the first round? Uh, things getting shut down. Yeah, it was just just really weird. You know, I I, I don't I don't really know how how to put it. You know, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't surprised by any means. You know, sitting there um Thursday night and and getting a, a text message late from the commissioner and and you know just the mass text that the PJ Tour had sent out. Um, it was just it's just a really strange feel. Um, but. You know, the more we learn about the virus, um, the more you understand the precautionary measures that we're all taking and that organizations have to take at this point to try and flatten the curve for the deaths and for uh, those that are being tested. Uh, the number is, is staggering when you look at it. And as I just try to do my research and learn from it, the precautionary measures that are being taken in the sports world and, you know, that are affecting me personally with the PJ Tour um, are are a must, you know, those are things that have to be done. And so I totally understand it. I totally get it. And, and I support it. You know, we have, to, we have to think about others health and the health of everyone around us before our, ourselves. So, um, I, I totally understand where these organizations, uh, lay 
And unfortunately for me, you know, I, I, that means no competition for, you know, potentially a few months. But again, you know, this is about something bigger than, than playing the game of golf. Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I think that's really well said, Tony. But and uh, and how much how I guess you know this at the beginning of the year there was a lot of discussion around the the PGL, this new Premier Golf League that was coming up. And I, I wonder what what it's like to have uh, you know a lot of players have come out and said you know I'm done I'm I'm out of the PGL I'm sticking with PGA Tour that type of thing. I wonder in this kind of a scenario um, how you know how does that affect your decision seeing how you've got a commissioner who is you know, being proactive and, and doing what he can to take care of everybody involved and, and the, 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 I guess the stability of being part of a, an organization such as the PGA tour. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I can only speak from um, things that I know, you know, and I, and I know the PGA tour is, is an amazing tour and an amazing organization to be a part of, um, you know, the charity that they, you know, the amount of, that they give back to charity and, and just having a commissioner like Jay Monahan, you know, who's an amazing person and, someone I respect uh, very much uh, and, and in his position, I think he's taken, um, taken on his, his role as a commissioner and, and done, done an amazing job. So um, the PGA tour is in a great place and, you know, I, I'm a proud PGA tour member. I, I don't know that much about the PGA, the PGL um, from what I've heard. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, different um, a team aspect to it and, and different things. I don't know enough about it to speak on it. Um, but I, I do know that, you know, the PJ tour is in a great place. We have a great commissioner and, and I, and I'm a proud member at this point. Yeah. That's awesome. So going, so going forward, um, of course, Augusta national has been postponed. looks now the, the PGA championship as well. Um, looks like things could happen with the USGA as well. Um, what about, uh, what about, uh, reports that we've heard about the Ryder cup, anything going on there? I haven't heard anything. I know there were some false rumors uh, that that were kind of surfacing the golf world yesterday. I heard, you know, that they're looking to postpone or even uh, move it to 2021, which would then push the um, the Presidents Cup to even years, which would be the you know 22. Uh, but at, you know, they came out with a tweet that said that that was just uh, a rumor. So um, I, I think the Ryder Cup is still on schedule as planned in September, and and there's been some speculation that. Uh, I think the Augusta National and the Masters is looking at the date in mid-October, and I think those uh, sources have kind of been confirmed. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to you know seeing it up at Augusta National. I think that's a place I really enjoy, and you know whether we play it uh, in the summer or in the fall or in the winter, uh, I think you know everybody that is involved in the tournament wants to wants it to happen. And you know I don't I don't think uh, you know we can overstress the players how much we enjoy playing it. So. I hope they I hope they do the right thing there and and just make the event happen. You know, we'll play it <laughs> we'll play it in the middle of the week, we'll play it at the end of the week, uh, any given any given week. I don't think uh they need to step on anyone's toes and, and 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 have it be played during another event. But there we have some open dates I think and and they're looking at uh, mid October and hopefully they can make that happen. You'll play it on one ankle, on two ankles, doesn't matter, right? <laughs> I, I, exactly. Broken finger, I'll do whatever. I'll play it. <laughs> no doubt. And by the way, it doesn't matter if it's he's coming at you top ten, top five, final group. Here he comes, Tony Fino at Augusta. I can't can't wait to see you back there. And yeah, we're we're all on board. In fact, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to be uh, cooking me up some egg salad sandwiches and, and uh, getting out my old master's cups for the week, just doing what I can to, to, to make it like I'm there. So uh, we'll, we'll all be yeah, missing no that in April, huh? So. Oh, 100%. 100%. 
So, so there's, there's a lot of a lot of crazy things going on right now. So what are you doing to keep yourself busy besides TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Well, yeah, I had to make my TikTok debut since I've been hanging out at home so much. I'm like, well, I might as well get on this TikTok thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, but no, I mean, I I've been we've been cooking. You know, cooking. I've been cooking every meal for our, for my family, and um, and just and just being with my being with my kids. You know, I think uh, we're pretty safe with just being six of us, and 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 you know, without and with not having the coronavirus, but um, just hanging out at home, nothing really. You know, I I, I started to uh, you know touch up on my learning a new language, which is you know my native tongue, Tongan, and and just trying to learn that. I mean, there's I think you know studying some. Uh, some church material and, and getting ready for our general conference. So there's a lot of things, you know, that, are, that we're doing as a family and just, and just mostly just being, um, being home is the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate you taking a few minutes to, to visit with us. And uh, I'd rather be talking about your position going into the weekend at, uh, at one of these uh, PGA tour events, but you know, when that comes back around at the right time, we'll, we'll get back to talking about that stuff, but uh, just really great to catch up with you, Tony. Thanks for all you do on and off the golf course and for your friendship. And we wish you and your family all the best during this time. Yeah, and you guys too. Stay safe, guys. Thank you. All right, you got Thanks, it, Tony. Tony Finau joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. There you go. That's what uh, tour pros are doing uh, right yep. now as they weather this, to this time during this uh, shutdown, and and uh, all of us uh, kind of just uh, you know sort of huddling down and doing what we can. All right, we'll take a short break. The show continues next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, brought to you by Callaway Golf, the number one driver in golf. There is distance out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. If you haven't tried it, check out the new Maverick drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. Absolutely hitting some amazing shots with the new Maverick driver. I love it. It's so good. Um, Bob, it's great to hear from Tony Finau. He's got some TikToks going with his wife. He's spending time with his family. Obviously, he's uh, you know doing what he can to, to be socially responsible. Karen Stupple shared some amazing experiences with us looking back on 2004 and that great year. Just some real heartfelt conversations with two really good people right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Karen is always great, and it was fun um, to listen to her emotions and everything that she went through getting her first win on the LPGA tour and then being able to share it with her parents uh, at the open championship or the women's British open championship. And then, you know, to hear from Tony and to hear exactly what's going on in his life right now and what's going on with the tour and, and that kind of thing. I thought that was, uh, that was some really good insights from him as well. And as you know, as we know, the PGA tour, knocked off another month of golf tournaments. Mm. The, the master's championship as Tony, the masters is, as Tony's talked about, it looks like, and it may be middle of October, but the PGA championship is postponed now and the USGA and qualifying for their championships are, are put on, on hold. Um, so, uh, it, it's a big upheaval in the world of golf right now, but you know, there's more important things with, with everybody around around us and and doing things with your family and taking care of other people and and uh, acting the way that you're supposed to be acting around, you know, in, in the social environment and make, making sure everybody's healthy. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is our whole world has been uh, in an upheaval and uh, that affects sports and golf as well. But as we mentioned, we understand there's more important things uh, going on right now. We just hope this will be a nice little distraction and sense of normalcy and enjoy some great stories. And speaking of stories, if you liked what you heard there, the caddy, he joins us the entire back nine with America's favorite caddy. You don't want to miss it next right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump is invoking the Defense Production Act. We're using the act. The act is very 
good for things like this. We have millions of masks that we've ordered. They will be here soon. We're having them shipped directly to states. This essentially nationalizes certain industries to boost production of medical supplies and protective equipment. Dr. Deborah Burks at that same meeting outlines what new concerns they're keeping their eye on. And frankly, from Italy, we're seeing a ver- another concerning trend that the mortality in males seems to be twice in every age group of females. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says all taxpayers and businesses will have until July 15th to file their taxes. That also includes folks who are filing their quarterly taxes that are due as well on April 15th. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Allen Root. You all know I'm the world's biggest believer in gold and silver, especially rare collectible coins. Finest Known has evolved over the past 22 years from one of the leading rare coin and precious metals companies in America with a remarkable 150 years of experience in the hard money industry. I told my friends at Finest Known to go big or go home. They went big. Just for my fans, they're presenting a first-time starter collection of beautiful, certified, uncirculated Morgan Silver Dollars. The Morgan Silver Dollar was born from the Wild West in 1878 and is the single most collected coin in the U.S. rare coin market. This is an opportunity to acquire an amazing set of 20 certified coins with 20 different dates and or mint marks with the best price guarantee anywhere in America. And as an added bonus, receive a 21st coin for only $1. $1! And Finest Notes President Adam Crump will send an autographed copy of his best-selling book free. This is a one-time offer. Just say war when you call 800-663-1929. That's 800-663-1929 or go to finestone.com. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley is parting ways with Boeing, in part because of the coronavirus outbreak. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes reports. Boeing has confirmed that Nikki Haley has resigned from its board of directors after serving on the board for less than a year. Haley reportedly stepping down in opposition to the company's request for government aid as a result of the virus. Boeing had earlier this week said it was going to seek $60 billion in federal assistance. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Circling back to President Trump's press briefing, the president says he's having productive talks with Republicans and Democratic lawmakers on the coronavirus. There's tremendous uh, spirit to get something done, so we'll see what happens. But my conversation was very good with Senator Schirmer. The president also announced that the government will temporarily waive interest on federal student loans. Enforcement of standardized testing is also suspended. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. With more on how the coronavirus is affecting folks around the world, here's USA Radio Network's Robin Walensky. A new warning from the State Department telling Americans abroad to come back to the United States or face getting stuck. And other well-known people who have the coronavirus now, ESPN reporting New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton, the first person in the NFL community to test positive. And Prince Albert II of Monaco, the son of the late actress Grace Kelly, also testing positive. 
With the sports world coming to a complete standstill, aside from NFL free agency, many folks are looking for a way to divert their attention from the coronavirus pandemic and, if anything, a little bit of escapism from time to time. Horse racing is still going on at some tracks across the country. Kenny Schmidt is a horse racing expert. He shares with me some of the precautions being taken by tracks across the country. Well, right now there's no spectators. Basically, it's just the backside workers, the trainers, and other personnel that are on hand. You could continue to run horse racing at these tracks because these backside workers actually live on site, and they have to be there daily no matter what. So long as spectators aren't there, they're still not at risk. You know, that's one thing people have to realize. They're really going to educate on horse racing. Schmidt continues. And I'll be honest with you, I think racing by next week will be shut down totally as the rest of the things in the United States. For more news, find us online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. We had a great hour number one. Karen Stupples, the 2004 Women's British Open champion and, of course, uh, commentator as well, golf commentator. She does a great job for Golf Channel. She was kind enough to join us from her home in Florida, share some of her experiences about her journey, which led to her uh, best year on tour, picking up two wins in 2004, including that major championship, and uh, just some real uh, personal stuff, and and I I was yeah. moved. I I got emotional right along with her as she was sharing that. It was really cool. I love this game, and I love the stories where essentially someone comes from nothing and and becomes a success like that in in whatever sport. It's always inspiring to be able to hear that. And then of course Tony Fino again. I, I, both of them two peas in a pod, right? That essentially came from nothing and have been able to ascend to the, the top of their respective sports. It's just fantastic to, to hear what these guys have to say. Yeah. It's, you know, two, two great people, um, but also great golfers and, uh, but great people nonetheless. And, and to hear them talk and, and say what's important to them and, and how they brought, how they were brought up and that kind of thing was really, really cool. So, 
Absolutely. Well, here to come on the back nine, we're going to continue with our our theme of inside the clubhouse here of Real Golf Radio. Uh, you know, one of the best things about golf is the social atmosphere. Gathering in the clubhouse after a round to spin some yarn. And since most of the clubhouses are shut down right now and we have social distance um, keeping us away from each other, we're going to welcome you into our Real Golf Radio clubhouse for some storytelling with the caddy. The caddy. Tales <laughs> from his time on tour. I mean, the guy is... Uh, it's hard to find a better storyteller. And normally this is a segment long. And after we sat and spent some time visiting with him the other night, I think everybody, what I'm finding is we all just want to communicate with each other. And the caddy just started going on to some stories and uh, we were able to edit them together. And essentially it comprised something we've never done before. And that's an entire hour. Number two hour. with the caddy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. He's fun to, he's fun to listen to. Um, I've seen him hold court and go on and on and on for hours. So we're gonna, you're gonna get a little taste of that right now. Yeah, you can't beat it. No doubt about it. I'd like to thank Callaway and Odyssey for their sponsorship of Real Golf Radio. And just a reminder, the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X golf balls are out and available. I know in some cases we can't get out and play them yet, but you can check them out. More information available at CallawayGolf.com. All right, uh, coming up next, story time with the caddy. Again, thanks so much for being with us and join the conversation on Twitter at Real Golf. The caddy's next right here on the show. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen, Maverick. Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded, Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. 
How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver a an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment-enhancing triple-track technology, so you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, hey, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. It's obviously uh, tough uh, times out there for everybody, and we wish each of our listeners and yours uh, all the best, really, and, uh, and, and hopefully you're weathering through and, and um, enjoying what you can, the time that you have with your family, uh, despite the, the challenges all around us. So we're trying to spend some time here on Real Golf Radio talking about the game that we love and reminding us of some of the things. We appreciate Karen Stupples and her, her comments there. And right now it's time to get out to everyone's favorite segment. He is America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. It's kind of like the bat signal, you know, when things are going bad in Gotham City. The the anthem comes up, and the spotlight goes out, and... We look for a little relief, and it comes in the form of the caddy. How are you, caddy? Don't ever bet against America. That's how the caddy's feeling right now. I like that. Yeah. I agree with you. Hoorah. Good stuff. All right, Caddy, we're going to have some fun uh, on the show. Obviously, we're not talking about the Copperhead course at Innisbrook this week, which we otherwise might have been. A little snake pit discussion. It is always fun to talk about the the three-hole stretch known as the snake pit and compare it to other three-hole stretches. How many times have we done that on the show? What's the toughest three-hole stretch? Would you go with the snake pit? Would you go with the bear trap? What about Amen Corner? You know, all these uh, fun little names that we have in the game. And, and we, but What's we're that not, one? The loop, the loop in... Uh... Uh, yeah, the horseshoe, the horrible horseshoe. The horrible horseshoe. There you go. Yeah, That's the other one. Don't want to leave that out. Nope. I, I guess if you want to talk about that, I, I was just saying how we usually talk about that, but we could continue talking about that. Maybe Caddy's thinking. Hands down. Best three-hole stretch in golf is the finish at TPC Stadium course in Spograd. Really? It's ridiculous. Anything can happen there, and it has happened there. I mean, you could have – uh, let, me, let me put it this way. As – most of our listeners may know I caddied for a victory at the Players' Championship, and I saw a leaderboard, final round, 14th green, two-shot lead. A couple thoughts went right through my head. Hey, we could win this thing, and immediately followed by, or we could finish tied for 32nd like a couple guys have from this position. And so, of course, we promptly three-putted the next two holes, and but then had a fine finish to uh, cap it off and win it. So it's so scary. I can't tell you how scary it was watching on the 17th tee 
with everything on this swing, I mean, big time. It's it's one thing to you're all, you can always get a little uptight there watching that shot or hitting it on a Wednesday if you're a caddy, but when the wind's blowing twenty left to right hurt, and you basically know this swing can basically send you off the map if you mess up just a little bit. And my guy just hit a phenomenal golf shot, and it still was two steps from going in the water. That's how hard that was. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah. so Caddy, when you get yeah. in a situation like that and you know you've got these tough holes coming down the stretch, especially those three holes and that kind of thing, your heart has to be beaten out of your chest, doesn't it? Not the caddies, but the players probably. Oh, come don't. on. You tell me that no. your heart's not you're not beating out of your chest. You're totally calm and cool and collected. I can't say I'm totally calm and cool and collected, but my heart rate would not not be going up. It that you know, different people have different physiological responses to pressure and my heart rate would not increase like that if I was caddying. Uh would it might if I was planned, but no, not not caddying. Um I'd say the thing that I would do that I found that I had to do when I got in that, if I was feeling anything, I just, I had to get like completely tunnel focused. I couldn't go to any distractions at all. And that's, that's just what I would do to make sure I didn't screw anything up. Um, and so, yeah, it's funny because I've, I've caddied for a couple other people and, I like to joke around and, and, and laugh and have fun, but when I get on the golf course, I get very kind of businesslike or you know, Professional. I, I, I get yeah. I go I go into a different mode and, and it's game time. People are like, yeah, it's it's kind of and and I think a lot of people are like, well, who are you and what have you done with Mark? <laughs> you know, because it's a different thing. But that's just what I do. Um, I know that I, I can tell you the first few times that. Uh, the TV cameras come running up behind you or get right on you while you're saying something. And you, you're aware of that, right? It's, you have to kind of get used to that. It takes a little while to get used to that, but luckily it happened to me a lot and I got completely comfortable with it. So, right. So if you're a player and that the cameraman comes up behind you when you're about to make a swing, the first time that happens, I don't think you're just not aware of that. Yeah. And that's not good because that's a, that's just something you have not done before. It's like an amateur seeing it up in his first PGA Tour Pro-Am on the first tee. It's completely different than hitting a tee shot anywhere else in your life at that point in time. And you just, like, look, the guy I worked for in his first PGA Tour event, he was a club pro, he qualified. I watched him hit the first tee shot. He hit it right down the middle. I was just standing there watching. He walks over to me and he goes, I don't remember swinging. <laughs> that, that's what he said. He just blacked out and hit a perfect drive. So, and I've heard that from guys before. You know, you, you so, have to get used to situations. So everybody knows that you and I met each other out on tour when when we were both caddying. And uh, I was caddying for a good friend of mine, Keith Clearwater, out on tour. And I can remember. Whenever Keith, especially that year that I caddied for him, he was in he was in contention. Uh, what twelve or twelve or fourteen of the thirty weeks had had twelve top tens, I think twelve or fourteen top tens that year, and I can remember being in the second to last group or whatever when when the you know crucial shots and that kind of thing, and my heart was pounding out of my chest. 
That's just the way it affected me. I don't know, but it was pretty crazy. Because you aren't a veteran grizzled vet like the caddy. <laughs> Probably not. I, I used to. I remember telling Mac O'Grady one time, I would love to have played with the mindset that I had when I caddied. Because, Bob, you might find this to be the same thing. When you caddy, you don't have the rearview mirror at all. Yeah, you just think about what I have to do on this shot. It's so, it's so focused on present tense. What do I have to do on this shot? And you don't really think negative at all. I mean, I didn't. It was like, it was such a cool focus. And I thought, man, if you could play golf with that mindset, maybe that's what Jack Nicklaus could do or Tiger could do. Yeah, because um, it was, you know, when you don't have to physically swing the club. All you're doing is making a mental decision. You have to prepare for anything physical. So it's, it's very different, right? But this, uh, yeah, the, the mental side, I remember, I can tell you, walking up on the 11th green at Shinnecock in, uh, what was that, the 2004 U.S. Open when it was mm -hmm. super burned out on Sunday and the place was just out of control. And, uh, by the way, one of the great lines, my player teed up a driver on the range, and the first one he teed up, he broke the tee, and he turns to me and goes, you know you're in trouble when they've lost control of the range. <laughs> so we, we, I'm walking on the 11th hole, it's par three, and it's got a pretty good back to front slope. And the my my guy had hit a great shot in there, like 12 feet with a five iron or something. Now that's like an eight iron, by the way, from the same tee. But he, um, I remember walking past that putt, looking at it, going, two thoughts went through my head. First thought was, wow, I hope we can two putt from 12 feet pin high. That was my first thought. And my second thought was, as they put the bag down, it just occurred to me, I'm not sure I could break 90 out here if I was playing today and I played my very best golf. I don't know if I could break 90. That, it was just incredible that day. So, Was that number yeah. 11 you were talking about at Shinny? Number 11. Number yeah. 11. Yeah, that thing is, man, yeah. That what a golf hole that is. And then that year in particular, I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was I mean, you might as well poured concrete, you know, the, around the whole thing. You just was, that's amazing that he got that shot to stop there. And you're right. And you just touch it the wrong way and it's, it's gone. So yeah, that's, well, listen, Caddy, hang on one second. We got to take a short break. We'll come back. I want to hear more about this, more heart pounding stories from their days on tour as we continue with the Caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember hey ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in utah look so good pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to mountainland supply for your turf irrigation needs mountainland supply is the exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah what does that mean for you When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the new Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. It's got a new dual soft fast core with a high-speed mantle system and a thinner urethane cover. This all adds up to Callaway's fastest, highest quality, most consistent tour ball ever. It's built for total performance. This ball changes everything. Get Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, again, welcome back into the Real Golf Radio Clubhouse. You know we all miss it. Going to the inside the clubhouse afterwards, shooting the breeze, talking stories, telling our tales. And we continued that with America's favorite caddy. As far as, you know, low scores and all that go, I'm sitting here thinking the whole time, I, I cannot tell you what the lowest round I've ever caddied for is. I have no idea. Huh. I think, I know, a six, I know Nolan shot 62 at Milwaukee when I came back to caddying after like a year and a half off. I know Nolan shot 93 for 27 holes. He shot 31, 31, 31. Starting at Milwaukee, wow! And uh, and he shot sixty two, sixty six. And after he shot sixty two, sixty six, I said, "Dude, if you shoot twenty nine tomorrow morning, you've shot the address of the house where I grew up in." And he didn't manage to shoot twenty nine on the next day. I've act, I've caddied for a twenty eight for nine holes at least once, and I think twice. So here's a good line. I think it was the President's Cup. Charles House playing with Tiger Woods, and Charles has about an eight foot putt, and he goes. Uh, He's looking at it, and he and and he says, "Tiger, come here. I got, I got inside right. What do you see?" And Tiger goes, "Charles, I'm used to winning these things. It's a ball out left, and just walks away." 
Charles, I'm used to winning these things. It's a ball out left and just walks away. And Charles is like, okay. And aims left and knocks it right in. <laughs> I love that story. So he had to drop That's the authority a, on him and then. <laughs> uh, I'm used to winning these things. Yes. <laughs> How about that line? Can you, what, what do you got here for a read? I'm used to winning these things. That's the first thing he says. Like, oh, that's funny. Basic. I mean, it was basically like, let's make one thing clear here. You're going to do exactly what I tell you to. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that story. And here's why. <laughs> I might have. I, I hope I haven't butchered that one, but we, that's one we can't let the truth get in the way of a good story because that one's way. It's close to the real story. That one's pretty strong. Yeah. I, I was standing next to Charles on the green at the President's Cup on a playoff hole in South Africa when Ernie and Tiger were going at it. And it was what Ernie made about a eight foot putt for par and Tiger had a six footer. I'm guessing something like that. And, and this was going to be the last putt because if he misses it, we lose. If he makes it, it's too dark to play another hole and we, and we tie. So Charles says to me, he goes, Sure is nice to have him on your side when you got this putt to make because he goes because you know this is going in and he hit it dead center. I mean it was so pure. He yeah, always that was he always cool. comes through when it's getting dark. Yes, he on does. the golf course, yeah, and, he, and even even when it's dark, like at Firestone, yeah, at Firestone, yeah, yeah. Remember that shot he hit on eighteen? He hit it like a foot from the hole in the dark. <laughs> yeah, all the phones and cameras and everything were flashing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the thing, people may not know this, but on TV, uh, it can be almost almost completely dark. And on TV, they can crank the aperture up so much that it actually looks like it's significantly lighter <laughs> than it actually is in real life. Oh, that's so Thank you. That, Thank that, you. That Firestone one, when it looks dark on TV, it's like, I mean, we're talking like pitch black dark, practically. Yep. In real yep. life. So that's that's how dark it had to be. It had to be impossible to see anything on that shot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. N- none of us knew that. They only say it about a million times during the broadcast. Oh, do they? And our cameras, you know, are it's darker than you think. Like. Our cameras are. Yeah, the aperture. Yeah, I mean, it's like ad nauseum. <laughs> well, we hear about how how freaking dark it is. What's well, your so? What's your good. lowest nine holes, Bob? Um, had to had to be twenty nine too, right? Twenty nine. Yep. Oh, was that on the sixty-two? I think it was one of the nines. That usually, usually follows, you know. So when I was working for Nolan Henke, he had a run, and that was that year at Milwaukee when he shot the thirty-one, thirty-one, thirty-one. He had a run where he had shot thirty four times in four straight events. Every week he had a thirty for a month. Wow! And finally, so we're playing Disney, and this was the second tournament Tiger won. Right? The Disney yeah. Classic was number two. He won Vegas and then he won Disney the next week. So we're playing Disney and Nolan shoots Nolan's got it. We're on the palm course and he's coming to the ninth hole. Gets it about twenty feet. Got a twenty footer for twenty nine. And I told him, I said, Dude, I'm getting a little tired of watching these thirties. You better make this putt. <laughs> and this is like the second round. And he misses the putt, and he hands me the putter, and he goes, thanks, 
I had no chance of making that putt after you said that. And I'm laughing. You know, he's laughing and I'm laughing. Well, the final round, he three putts the ninth hole. We're playing with Corey Pave in the final round. I look at the board. He's like tied for 45th or something. Maybe not quite that, that bad, but he's nowhere near the lead. Tiger's just probably just skiing off. And we're on the ninth green. And he three putts the ninth hole shoot whatever he shot. We go to the back nine, and the Eagles 10, birdies 11, pars 12, and then he pars 13, the par 5. So we come to 14, the par 3, and Corey's caddy's Eric Schwartz. He's also a good player, but he's he's pretty funny. And um, for, for example, one time during a round, I think Nolan bogeyed three holes in a row to start the tournament, and, and Schwartz, he says to him, Dude, if you don't bogey the first three, you can't bogey them all. <laughs> he was a pretty funny guy. Anyway, so he, he eagles 10, birdies 11, pars 12, birdies 13. 13 was the par, par 4. Birdies 13, then he pars the par 5. Now, that's key because he has a 5 on the card, right? He's got a 5 on the card. We go to 14, and we're right. Four irons, just a little too much club. And this was one of the coolest caddy calls I've ever had and so he hits his shot he's so in the zone hitting the ball it's, I mean you know how it is Bob when yep. these guys get totally locked in it's, it's like scary how good you know where the ball's going to end up right I mean it's crazy so he hits it and I thought he didn't quite nail it and I go right as he hits it I go how'd you hit it and he goes I just missed it and I go that's perfect hole in one boom <laughs> right after I said that, it goes in the hole. That was so a now, good call. Wow. Oh, it was a good caddy call there. And then I think he might have birdie. Anyway, he ends <laughs> up shooting twenty. He ends up shooting twenty-eight on the back nine at Disney. After you know, after not shooting thirty like the day or two before at the Palm Course, he shoots a twenty-eight on the back nine with a five on the card. How about that? Twenty-eight wow. with a five on the card, and we got done. And I said, dude. We can't leave the golf course yet. You might win the tournament. And we waited for two hours until we got mathematically eliminated. We had to wait for two hours before he was out of it. That's a that good thing. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Tiger ends up winning it. And uh, I think Tiger might have beat Payne Stewart in that one. I, I think it was him and Payne. I don't really remember. But So you, you yeah, bring that, up remembering, Caddy. I gotta, this is unbelievable. We're sitting here, and you're reminiscing back to, what, 1996? And you're – you're 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 going shot for shot, hole for hole. You know the score. You know the shot. The whole the the conversation that happened on the tee box. How how is it that we can't remember our last name and yet we can remember shots and specifics around the game? It's phenomenal. It's really a fascinating thing about golfers. I think that uh, the brain, I've con- I've concluded that for all of our listeners, and there are probably more than a few who are getting a little older, you start forgetting certain things and you think it's because you're getting older i figured it out that's not at all what it is our brain is like the hard drive on a computer and it gets full eventually and when it's full what happens on your computer when your hard drive's full it starts working very slowly because it has all kinds of stuff it has to go through to process everything and also it starts writing over itself so you're not forgetting anything you're just writing over data because we only have so much capacity in our brain and so that's all it is, is your brain's just full. Yeah, you don't know. You're Nothing. a caddy. 
if I told the, the stories of playing golf with Tom Watson in Scotland, I must have told those. Yeah, yes, you have. <laughs> well, shall I tell the real quick Tom Watson story about? You Mark might as Garrett? well at this point. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So I'm rooming with Tom Watson's caddy. This is the 1992 Open Championship at Muirfield Golfers Club. And I'm rooming with TC, Tim Carnival, who's caddying for Watson just for that year. And every night we're going to play, we sneak on North Barrick, which is a really good golf course where they played the qual- money qualifier for the Open. And, and there's a the Marine Hotel was right there, and all the, a lot of the players were staying in the Marine Hotel. So TC and I would kind of sneak out there with an hour of daylight to go and play a few holes. And one night, we saw Tom Watson in the distance. I mean, there's no question it was Watson hitting drivers. You can tell a swing from a mile away. We play a couple holes, and we turn the corner, and there's Watson hitting bunker shots on this hole we're playing. So we hit a wedge in there, and Tom's wearing dress shoes. He's got a wedge, a putter, and a driver, and that's it. And he says, hey, you mind if I join you for a couple holes? And I'm like, nah, Tom, we already got two. Uh, okay, come on. So, <laughs> so the first hole we play is the famous is the Redan hole. The the Redan hole. Not just a Redan hole, but the Redan hole. So I'm like, here we go. This is cool. And we get on the tee, and it immediately occurs to me that I need to hit this shot as quickly as possible before I'm so nervous I'm not even going to be able to swing a club because Tom Watson is the man, and he's my idol growing up. And here I am playing – with Tom Watson on the link course during British Open Week, this was pretty good. So I tee it up, and I hit it on the green. It was a seven-iron shot, and I hit it on the green, so I'm relieved. Watson looks in TC's bag. He doesn't have a seven-iron. He's got a driver, a wedge, and a putter. He looks in TC's bag, and then he looks in my bag, and I've got a set of uh, Tommy Armour 845. And he goes, he goes, Mark, do you mind if I use your clubs? And I go, that's fine, Tom, yeah. He pulls out a seven iron and he doesn't hit a great shot and he's in the bunker. And so the bunker is really deep. Can't quite see over the lip. And he gets in there and he hits his bunker shot and it's a perfect bunker shot and he almost holds it. But the thing I remember is that right when he hit it, he knew he hit a perfect shot and he runs out of the bunker and jumps up to see where it does. Like he's some enthusiastic eight-year-old kid playing his first round of golf. And he looks at me and he goes, how good was that? And I'm like, pretty good, Tom. Way to go. You know, so so we, go, we go to the next hole. And anyway, about a hole later, we're, we're in front of the hotel. A hole parallels the hotel. I think it was 16, maybe. I can't remember. So I, we hit our tee shots. And uh, I hit it over towards the right side of the fairway, maybe in the light rough, whatever. And I'm getting ready to set up to my shot, and I hear this voice, Hey, Sevy, let's see what you got. And I look up, and it's Fred Couples and Mark Kakavecchia. They've come out to watch us play the 16th hole. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. I got Tom Watson I'm playing with, and I got Fred Couples and Mark Kakavecchia as my gallery. This is pretty cool. I have no I – can't, I can't remember at all where I hit the shot, but Watson – the pin was in the back of this green, as I recall, and it was a very difficult, tight pin placement. And he hits this little kind of one-hop punch shot up there with golf clubs he's never touched before in his life, of course. And it's a perfect shot. Ends up like 10 feet from the hole. And Watson turns to me and goes, 
you see that room up there? That's my room. He said, I sat there and watched the qualifier for a couple hours Monday. Not one guy hit this screen. And he goes, I guess that's why I don't have to qualify. So we go to the 17th tee. It's either 17 or 18. I think it was actually, maybe it was 16. Anyway, it's getting, it's getting too dark right next to the hotel. Watson hits his drive and just rips it down there. And so I'm seeing it up and, and Watson goes, he gets, he says, hang on a second. Let me, I'll tell you where it starts because it's getting real dark. He gets on his hands and knees down behind the golf ball. And he's like, all right, go ahead. I'll tell you where it starts. And I'm just sitting there like, I got this six-time British Open champion, like down on his hands and knees watching me hit a golf ball. This is pretty cool, you know? So I, I hit a good drive, and he goes, that's it, guys. I'm done. I'm going in, pick up my ball, whatever. So we get down there, and I and I had hit it exactly one yard past Tom Watson. And I was like, yeah, I just outdrove Tom. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more with the caddy. And tales from his time on the tour. Good stuff. America's favorite caddy joining us inside the clubhouse here on Real Golf Radio. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. 
not Callaway. Because Maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, Artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball speed generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. That's Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf. And we welcome you into the show. And thank you for joining us here on the Back Nine. It's a clubhouse edition this week. Of course, no tournaments being played. And so the one thing that I miss, and I thought maybe some of you would as well, is the opportunity to just sit around and talk golf with one another. And and that's what we decided to do with our guests, Karen Stupples, Tony Finau, and the caddy, and the caddy's been with us for nearly all of the 20 years we've been doing the show, and he just sometimes gets going, and sometimes, even when we're not on the air, I just let it roll, and that's kind of what happened this time. So there may be some of you going, what is all of this? Well, it's the caddy doing the, what the caddy does, sharing tales from his time on the tour, and hopefully they're a nice distraction and somewhat entertaining when you uh, listen to what he has to say. So we continue our conversation, and again, this is just Bob and me and the caddy just kind of shooting the breeze here in the clubhouse on Real Golf Radio. You're talking about Tom, and you're talking about Freddie Couples. When I One of the years I played at, at Doral, when it was still Doral for the tournament, Yep, I played the back nine, and I came off the back nine, and I walked to the first tee, and Tom and Freddie were standing right there, and I got to play nine holes with them. Uh, how good is that? Man. I played decent. I think I shot even or one under par or something like that. But I remember the no. fourth hole, the par three. No, a tough par three. I think I hit four iron there or something like that. And as soon as I hit it, Tom goes, "Oh, that's a beautiful shot." <laughs> you know, we started walking down. Yeah. We started walking down that little thing by the lake and stuff. That was kind of fun. Then the other fun pairing that I played with. Well, hold on, we were, hold on a second. Now, important okay. question here. Now, you grew up in a little different atmosphere when it came to being around a lot of very good players and very famous players. Are you less nervous playing with Tom and Fred because of that? No, I was, I was way nervous. Super nervous? Yeah, I was super it didn't matter, nervous. did it? Yeah, no, yeah. it didn't matter. But one of, the, mm-hmm. one of the funnest rounds I ever played was we were in Morocco. We were playing a golf course in Marrakesh, and I was playing with my dad and Gary Player. And that was that was probably one of the funnest rounds of golf I've ever played. Well, it was one of the finest rounds of golf you've played that day. Mm, <laughs> you're usually pretty good with that one, Caddy. I don't know about that though. Yeah, and my accent's a little weak. You kind of slipped in. Down, you kind of so. slipped down under in the middle of that South African. That's just easy to do, of course. Yeah. Good on you. But yeah, uh, <laughs> playing around <laughs> with Billy Casper and Gary Player. That's that's good stuff right there. Yeah. In Morocco. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there I've listening been, to you I've, guys, and I'm like, obviously I couldn't hang, you know, the, the number of stories and guys you've played with. and But I was trying to think, it reminded, it started reminding me all the cool things that I've done in golf. And um, I, I could say, if we were just sitting at a table, I played with Tom Watson in Cabo San Lucas once. Yes, you did. So that's, I mean, that's oh, kind of cool, right? And Chris DeMarco. I played with Chris DeMarco there too. Nice. And he complained that nice. I hit it too far to be playing an up tee. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Played with Chichi Rodriguez one time in Puerto Rico. I told you yes, that story, Caddy, right? Chai Chai Rodriguez. Great story. So we're, Port- we're there's a wow. there's a in big Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, we're in Puerto Rico, yep. and we're uh, we're getting ready to tee off on the first hole. Uh, Bob Chichi, a couple other guys, and there was probably about a dozen people just surrounding the first tee, watching this all take place. And uh, so Chichi's wanting to have a little game with me. Uh, I'll play you straight up. He goes, but uh, you got to give me one throw. And I said, okay. And I'm just nervous, right? I'm thinking, can I even make contact with this tee shot, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter anyway. This is a thrill for me. I'd pay money to do this anyway. So um, I tee it up. And just as I'm, I'm addressing the ball, he goes, excuse me, one excuse me. And he, and he walks up and he picks up my ball off the tee, turns around throws and throws it, it in the bushes yeah. in the behind me, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah and I was like, oh, that there. throw. Gotcha. Oh, that's that throw. a classic one there. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. For the oldest trick in the book, there caddied in the uh, practice round for my guy at the uh, back when he was still a club pro and stuff, and qualified for the Open at Shinnecock. And the year Raymond Raymond won it, but I go up there just to caddy in the practice round because I just want to check out Shinnecock. How good is this going to be? So I go up to the tee to try to see if I can get my player in there in a slot, and and uh, Mark Lice standing there and Tom Watson's on the tee and and I, I said hey I've got a single and uh, Mark Lai immediately goes hey do you want to go with Watson I don't want to play with his all this commotion you know in the crowd why don't you guys go with Watson and I'm like oh yeah so I run down there come on man let's go and uh, my, my player says hold on I got I'm going to hit a couple more and I said it's Tom Watson, and he leaves the ball on the tee and runs to the D with his driver in his hand. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so now we're on the tee, and it's Shinnecock, and it's a little bit breezy, and it's trying to sprinkle rain. I mean, it is the British Open in New York all of a sudden, and here's Tom Watson. So I'm standing on the back of the tee, minding my own business, and I'm watching Watson take all these practice things, and he keeps looking directly at me like he's trying to ask me is this what you like? Do you like it here? You know, he's kind of looking. And I'm like, what's he doing? And then I happened to notice that Byron Nelson is standing right next to me. Out of nowhere, Byron Nelson has disappeared. And he's kind of nodding yes to Watson during the practice. When he's like, yeah, that looks good. And I'm thinking, this is too good. I'm standing next <laughs> to Byron Nelson. Are you kidding me? And so, uh, there, there's all kinds of stories. Oh, we have so many stories from that round. But the, the line I really remember was Watson, kind of windy, and Watson's hitting every shot. He's not hitting a knockdown, not a single one. So about halfway through the round, my player goes, Tom, how do you hit a knockdown? And we're thinking, oh, you know, here's the multiple British Open champion. We're going to learn something about playing in the wind. He goes, I don't have a knockdown shot. I just hit it solid and take more clubs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He never hit a knockdown. He's hit the, 
straight up in the air into the wind the whole day like it's nothing. Don't have a knockdown. Just take more club and hit it solid. Okay, Tom, I mean, you're the master. I'm not going to doubt you here, but... Sometimes wow. we make the game too hard, don't we? Yeah, there you go. Nicholas was a, certainly a real high ball pit hitter, and he did okay at the Open Championship. On that round, that was when Watson was kind of falling off being number one. You know, his game was deteriorating a little bit at that time. And uh, he's practicing 10-foot putts on the 17th hole, and for some reason I was shagging him and rolling him back to him. And he must have missed nine in a row. And without even thinking, I just said to him, how's your putting, Tom? And he looks right at me and says, there's nothing wrong with my putting. It just walks off the green. And I'm like, oh, nice. Way to go. <laughs> you just got him really pissed off at you. And so he hits his tee shot on the next hole. And we're walking off the tee, and he walks up to me, and he goes, I didn't mean to be gruff with you there, but to be honest with you, I haven't made a putt for two years. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I asked the wrong question at the wrong time. Uh, That'll learn you. So that's that's been a line, like it's been a fr- one of those lines that you know a couple of your friends all say this line that happened at some momentous moment or something. And so one of our lines is, "There's nothing wrong with my putting." <laughs> <laughs> Caddy, there's, there's one other. Good caddying is about not saying the, the, the wrong thing more, more so often than saying the right thing, right? Oh, yeah. I pulled that one out, out of the wrong hat there. But, I mean, it was practice round. And I, I didn't mean anything by it. I just was trying to – I got to say something to Tom, don't I? Okay, I'll say this. Oops. But um, on the fifth hole, par five, and, and he had hit it in the first – kind of the first cut. And it was playing real short and bouncy and – he hits an iron onto the green, and my player goes to him, uh, "What? hey, Tom, what did you hit there, a three? And Tom looks right at us and goes, that was a five. And he said it like he was auditioning to be a DJ in a radio show or something. <laughs> that was a five. A normal voice. That was a five. So my player looks right at, and goes, right at me and goes, that was a five. So ever <laughs> since then, there's about three or four of us who just look at each other and go, that was a five. <laughs> One of those stupid lines you have, you know. Well, there you go. That was a five. And that was a long hour with the caddy. But you know what? I've spent uh, many hours listening to the caddy share his stories. And uh, the guy is one good storyteller and just a good guy and has some really good stuff out there. So thanks to the caddy for spending some time. Again, hope you enjoyed that. In the absence of tournament golf, sharing some stories here inside our own little clubhouse on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll wrap up the show next. You're listening to Brian and Bob right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. 
I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Swing into Uinta Golf and check out Callaway's new Maverick line of drivers, fairway woods, irons, and hybrids. The new Maverick line has been made with artificial intelligence to optimize distance with industry-leading ball speeds. The Maverick, Maverick Max, and Maverick Sub-Zero driver faces have been uniquely engineered to improve club head speed and forgiveness. The Maverick irons have been made to ensure optimal launch conditions with unprecedented feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% trade-in bonus towards the new Maverick family. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks to the caddy. Woo! There you go. An entire hour with America's favorite caddy. Hopefully he's still your favorite caddy after all that. But, you know, I mean, how about those stories, Bob? Stories with Tom Watson were, were classics. Uh, I thought that was awesome when they were over there at the Open Championship and they were out there and Watson hit that shot out of the bunker and went running up around the top. How's that? <laughs> oh, that's that's why I didn't have those to qualify. Are, those are fun. Yeah, that was a five. <laughs> yeah, really, really. That good was stuff. a five. That was great. Stuff. That's why I didn't have to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> some classic Tom Watson stuff there. Well, uh, some other guys that are trying to keep things light and get through this time. Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. Uh, they got after it a little bit last week. Yeah, they did. Um, first of all, they went out and played. Justin Thomas shot sixty-five, and Ricky Fowler shot sixty. Um, and then they decided that they were going to go play at Michael Jordan's new golf course. And Grove uh, 23. They played, what's it called? Grove 23. Grove 23. They played left-handed. Well, after you, shoot, on, after you shoot 60-65, do you just figure yeah. the game's too easy? So let's try yeah. something left-handed. I guess. Okay. I guess. So right. they played left-handed. There's video online. It's pretty, it's pretty funny, pretty classic. But... Uh, Justin Thomas shot 101, and Ricky Fowler shot 94. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And then George Bryan, the O'Brien Brothers Golf, um, played Aiken Golf Club with only his Maverick driver. 
I thought that was pretty interesting. So just took the drive route, played nine holes. I didn't get through the entire video, but I watched him for the first three holes. He was one under par through three holes. <laughs> he's hitting little soft cut drivers, you know, into par threes over water. He's hitting, I mean, he's putting with it. It was classic. It's really, oh, it's fun. been fun to see some of the ways that, that folks have entertained themselves and provided some entertainment and comic relief for us while we're all holed up, uh, waiting this thing out. Hey, while you're also out there, uh, uh, message us on Twitter. Let us know what you're doing during these times right now to kind of to kind of get through being uh, penned up and and the social interaction and that kind of thing. I got a good one. I'll I'll post up there too, Bob. A little, little wedge shots. Uh, my dog's catching the the ball awesome. and and returning it to me. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll post that up there as well. At Real Golf is where you can find us on Twitter. For Bob Casper and our producer Dave Glauser, I'm Brian Taylor. Everybody, stay safe out there, and thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf. It's been real. 